0: all things, all life, all love. We all come together in the form of energy, so we will exist on different vibrations. Our sound is one, our unity is one, and our life is one. Keep Keep shining. My essence shown through sound, from the audio to visual, I'm breaking it down to episodes, and this is just one. One, 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 one. We're now starting on our way towards a new day, a new plane of existence, a new way of thinking, a new outlook on life at stands right now, this is an episode or piece of my presentation to you on my life and my sound and it's all a gift for you, one. Like the first time you fell in love, like the first time you rode to the first feet you ever made, the first life you ever changed, the first dress you ever took you like my first kiss, this is episode one. Peace, 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 peace. Welcome
1: back to another episode of Circle Sisters Podcast. How are you? I hope all are doing well today. Uh, if you can hear me Y'all shout me out Somebody let me know um, Let me open up Facebook Somebody on Facebook if you can hear me Just I can make sure I'm heard um, But yeah, welcome back to another episode of Temple Oh, there we go <laughs> Another episode of uh, Circle Sisters Podcast We were once Temple of She Podcast But have since um have since changed our name to better to better uh serve the purpose of this show and um, make sure that all sisters are included and um that we we bring what is needed. So tonight we have speaking of that, tonight we have a really good show for you. We have Miss Larita of the Texas Purple Hole Pea Festival. And um I know some of y'all are like, what? Peas. Why are we talking about peas? Well, first of all, peas is soul food, so we can never talk enough about soul food. But also because this Texas Purple Hill Pea Festival is also um, very clever, um, very cleverly used to uh, spread history, to spread Texas history, to spread the history of Shankerville, Texas, which is the first. Freedman Town Colony um, You know, in Texas And so, you know, not only are they talking Purple Hull Peas And and whole cakes and pies And and 101 ways To make Purple Hull Peas But they're also talking about the legacy Of Shankerville, Brookshire um, Brookshire, Texas And, excuse me, not Brookshire Burkeville, Texas And, um and what that means to to Texas history and what that means to black history. So sister's going to come on the line and articulate it much better than I, um, because she knows a lot more about it than I do, and that's why she's on the phone. Um, So again, peace, peace, peace. I hope you all uh, use this weekend to the best of your abilities. It was a full moon weekend, and Lord knows I felt that energy in, in 15 different ways, y'all. It was this weekend. I was a little bit crazy. Um, I was a little bit at peace. I felt all of it. I felt the range of emotions, but I used it well, and I hope you did too. Um, go ahead and go to my Facebook page and check out the the interviews that we did at the Texas Black um, Expo. They came to Houston this weekend, and um, gosh, Everything everything that, that that we need on a daily basis was, was represented at the Texas Black Expo. So not only did you have your food vendors, you had your insurance, you had your hair products, you had your clothing, you had your banking, you had entertainment, um, loans, I mean, everything, everything that you could imagine. You had your colleges, you know, representing recruiting people. You had – Daycares and preschools representing people. You had gyms. Sisters came out and showed people how to correctly exercise. Gosh, it had uh, the Buffalo Soldiers were in the house. Um, it was it was it was it was definitely a good look. And so, hopefully, you got a chance to check it out. And if you didn't, they will be back next year. They come every year to the Georgia Brown around, around this time. Um, around the first first couple of weeks of June. So look for it next year and if you're interested in being a vendor definitely uh you know go to that go to their page. I know they have a page on Facebook. Um I'm sure if you google them you can also look them up that way. Go and and see, you know, see see what it takes to become a vendor and see how you can promote your business and promote yourself um in that forum because you know it was it was easily, you know, over 500 people who came out. <clears throat> Who came out when I was there So I can imagine how many more Came throughout the weekend So yeah Um, Let's see Let's go ahead and say our Quick prayer circle sister's prayer. I am the maiden. I see the world with a childlike wonder. A joyful song plays in my heart. I am in awe of everything around me, learning and playing and finding my way. I am the mother. I walk the earth and I feel her warmth beneath my feet. My womb is ripe and ready to bring forth a new life. I feel the heartbeat of the child inside of me, patiently waiting to make her appearance. I am the crone. The silver strands in my hair speak of the wisdom I possess. The Lines on my face tell of the strength and endurance of a lifetime of journeys to fulfill the promises I made and I kept. I am the goddess. I am the giver of life and the keeper of secrets. I am the stories that are passed from mother to daughter to granddaughter. I am the songs that are taught at rituals, and I am sung with reverence and love. I am the maiden. I am the mother. I am the crone. I am the goddess. As above me, so below me, so much to be, so much to be, so much to be. And like I said before, if y'all recognize that B, you know, that comes from the Celtic tradition, and, um, you know, we circle sisters, so we're not just bound to one culture or one way of thinking, one way of life. We expand as Mother does. We expand and we absorb, and we definitely keep the best parts. So um, announcements, quick announcements. This weekend, if I had applause, I would give you an applause. <laughs> this weekend is the Town Tour in Houston, Texas. Yes, yes, yes. We've been waiting on this, y'all. It's finally here. Town Tour this Sunday, June 18th at 11 o'clock in the morning. We are meeting in front of the Yates Museum at the crossroads between Andrews and Wilson Street. Yes, that is Father's Day. So bring your father out. Bring your out, bring your brothers and your uncles. Bring all the men out so that they can walk with us and provide protection. And provide some of them have some really great information they can share with us as well. Um, so it is Father's Day. It's also Juneteenth weekend. So not only will we be at Emancipation Park, we'll be at um, McGregor Park. We'll also be in Fourth Ward. Or Freedmantown, Freedmantown is also Fourth Ward, is also what we now call Midtown. But we're going to walk those streets. Our tour guide is Sister Priscilla Graham. Sister wrote a book on Freedman Town. She's a photographer, so she went through those actual streets and took pictures of all the historic sites and um, made a book. And so her book is for sale. And so definitely if you're interested in that, make sure you bring your fiat so that you can exchange that for her book. And um, she also has a book over Acres Homes, and I believe she has a book over the railroad systems. Um, so she's a documentarian, she's a photographer, and she will bless us with her presence on Sunday and um, give us a guided tour of Freedman Town. So it's going to be a really, really good look. I hope to see you there. I will be there. My daughter will be there. Definitely children are welcome as our, um, as our elders. Just a second. Let me see. Let us see. All right, I think that might be the guest. Uh-oh. Dial. So, sis, if you're on the line, dial one. Um, of course, if you would like to uh, speak with the speak with the the guest, or if you would like to ask any type of questions, just you can call in. Five one six five nine five eight one zero eight five one six five nine five eight one zero eight, and you would want to push the number one, and that's how you would uh, I would know that you're interested in saying something, and you could speak with the host. Well, speak with the host and the guest actually. All right, so I see the hand is up. All right, so that means she is ready to get it in. Um, let me see. All right, y'all, so I'm going to just bring her in with a quick little music intro, and on the other side of this, you will hear from Sister Larita. Don't forget Sunday, y'all. See you there. All right, all right. So on the line is Sister Larita Clay. Um, I learned of Miss Larita, um, actually through the website. My father attended the Purple Hole Pea Festival last year, and um, I think I was looking at my last name. As a matter of fact, I was looking at my last name, and I came across I was. My last name. And I know my people are from Shankerville. So I put those two in, and then um, the, the Shankerville um, Society, I believe, came up. That page came up. And then it had a link to the Purple Hull Peace Festival. and So I clicked on that. And um, I just fell in love with everything about the page, and it was right up my alley. It was, you know, aligned with my interests. And so I went ahead and registered for the museum that they're having next weekend. And, uh, well, I believe in two weeks. They're having um, on the 23rd and 24th. I registered for that. And then um, I think I mentioned it to my dad, just casually telling him, well, did you know? Did you know this? Did you know that? And he was like, of course I knew that. I went last year. And I was like, "Oh, really? You didn't tell anybody?" <laughs> but um, and so um, I mentioned it to my mother, and um, I told her the day that, that I was gonna have a table for vending, and how excited I was. That she jumped on board, and so I ended up calling Miss Larita to to talk about the details. And that's you know, and I spoke with her directly, and she has such a awesome story to tell. I was like, "You have to come on the show and tell." your story, and tell the story of this Purple Hole Peace Festival and your involvement with it and the accompanying symposium because this is something that everybody needs to know, especially those of us who, you know, are interested in in our history and our heritage. So that's what I know about, Cecilia Rita. Is you on the phone? Yes, I am. All right, all right. Hello? So the mic is yours. You are welcome to, um, you know, introduce yourselves and and tell us a little bit about about the festival
2: okay so the festival uh, will be on june the 24th will be the main day of the festival but as um keisha has already mentioned we're having a symposium that starts on the 23rd and the symposium is called exploring texas freedom colonies we have a big lineup of um People who have studied this, and for people who don't know, a Freedom Colony is um, a, um independent um, African-American settlement started by uh, free slaves um, in the late 1860s after emancipation through the early 20th century. And uh, so these were uh, people who owned their own land and kind of set up their own societies. Most of these areas were not incorporated, but they are um, – but they are areas that, um, you know, are recognized, you know, by the people who live there and um, and and work there. And um, we are one of the presenters at the symposium will be Dr. Andrea Roberts, who's done uh, big studies on um, the freedom colonies and um, based on um, some research that was done by um, Dr. Thad Sitton and Robert Conrad, who wrote a book called um, – Texas freedom colonies, uh, several years ago, maybe 10 years ago. And they found, I think about 400 of these colonies in Texas and Andrea and her research has found several more. So now we're at, you know, 500 plus freedom colonies. Sometimes these colonies only consist; the only thing that's left might be a church or a cemetery. Um, but, and the people who grew up in them, or who are descendants from them, you know, they still ring true and are still, you know, something to celebrate. And so we're going to talk real about a lot about that at this symposium. Uh, we're going to also have people there who are descendants of freedom colonies who are going to talk about research that they have done, even if they're amateurs. You know, like if they've done genealogy research, trying to trying to uh, chase um, trace back you know, their ancestors that are from different freedom colonies and so forth. So it's going to be really a great seminar, and the best part about it is if you are a teacher in Texas, then you can get 10 CPE credits for attending the seminar. So that's about the seminar or the symposium. Um, okay. The um, the the festival itself is going to be, you know, we're going to have vendors there as our uh, as, – um, Keisha said she's going to have a a booth there and we're going to have a variety of things that you can enjoy, everything from fresh fruits and vegetables to preserves to clothing to, you know, teas to um, fried fish, barbecue, boudin, and so forth. And, of course, we're going to have music. um, our featured band is going to be um, Leroy Thomas and the Zydeco Road Roadrunners. Uh, we'll also have uh, <laughs> well, all, they'll they'll be there, and so they'll be closing us out. And uh, but we'll also have um, a band from Dallas called the um, E Flat Porch Band. So as you see, oh. it, and people who come to the festival come from all over the state. That's the reason we call it the Texas Purple Hall Peach Festival because. It's not only for that part of for East Texas, it's for the whole state for people to enjoy. So um, we're having a kids zone this year as well. So, just you know, we've always had activities for kids, but this year we're really pumping it up. And we're going to have, you know, um, games there for them. You know, we've done games like uh, pea shooting, pea races. <laughs> and uh, so we're going to add to that. Um, you know, some sack racing, some um, moon bounce houses, and um, you know, just just little you know games for kids to enjoy. So it'll be fun for everyone. So sounds like it. Thanks, coming. Yeah, I think it's going to be really good. And uh, yeah, as I like said, you know, so normally we have between, anywhere between we have about 400 people that come. So we're really trying to get beyond our 400 thresholds to. Have more people, especially since we have so many booths this year. We want everyone to come out and enjoy the booths and and um, and have a good time and enjoy the bands and just enjoy the day. So
1: definitely. So Sis, you mm-hmm. were telling me about um, about the history of the Purple Hill Festival, share that with the audience. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, well, the festival is only four years old, so this will be our fourth year having the festival. And uh, the reason for the festival was to sort of bring attention to uh, freedom colonies in general and especially the Shankerville community, Um, you know, just to have discussions about, you know, the food and the culture of freedom colonies in Texas. So we have a symposium every year and, um, uh, normally, well, in the past, the the uh, symposium has featured, you know, people who have written books about food and African American food and uh, East Texas food. Uh, last year, we actually had um, um, Pat Sharp, who's the food editor for Texas Monthly. She came and talked about cornbread, um, primarily because the first year we had the festival, that was a big discussion about whether cornbread should have sugar in it or not. So. <laughs> So she started of doing like a research on, research on why some people put corn, put sugar in the cornbread, why some don't, you know, what the difference, you know, how, you know, how it all came about and everything to kind of settle that argument, I guess. So, um, so what did y'all come up with? Does it have sugar in I'm sorry. So what did y'all conclude? Does
1: it is it supposed to have sugar or not?
2: it depends on where you grew up and what kind of cornmeal you use oh,
0: so some people
2: okay. because the, the the people who use cornmeal that is like i guess you would call it the better cornmeal or historically not so much now now it's more about taste but the reason people had started adding sugar to cornmeal was because the cornmeal wasn't as good as in some areas as you could get in other areas, so people started adding sugar and making it cornbread be more cake-like as opposed to real cornbread. Like it's a long mm-hmm. story. That makes it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was really interesting, but um, but you know, so this year we're gonna kind of focus on the the whole you know history of the freedom colonies and and um, and and so forth. Oh, and I, I did forget to mention that we have an, in Shankerville, we have active, um, the Shankerville Historical Society also, which is the the um, um, sponsor of the Purple Hall Peace Festival, also does um, other projects. Uh, one of them is a scholarship program that we've done for um, more than 25 years. Um, and another one is a uh, we've, we're restoring, um, some props some home, a uh, home, and some, and a barn, create uh, a barn, a smokehouse, a chicken coop, and a storage shed on the autumn homestead property. And so, during okay. the festival, we'll also we'll also be having tours of um, the work that we're doing in restoration, so people can see how an ongoing, active restoration works. Um, we're also um, have, uh, the Deep East Texas Archaeological Society has been uh, doing some digs trying to find, you know, archaeological um, objects, you know, um, on their property. And so we have uh, the person who's sort of heading that up, which who Dr. George Avery from Stephen F. Austin State University. He'll be there, you know, talking about the archaeology part of the project. So a lot to learn, but also a lot of fun. Yeah, I good love it. Thing, that's, good that's food. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, um any other Have you have you had a have you talked about the history of Shanksville?
1: No, I haven't. I um I I would love for you to. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: I think you'll get our chicken
1: better <laughs> than I could.
2: <laughs> Okay, so um, this year is the 150th anniversary for the, the start of Shankerville. I don't know if we could call it a founding or not, but the start of Shankerville. And what we're basing that on is um, the first land being purchased uh, around 1867 um, by the founder of Shankerville, uh, one of the founders of Shankerville. And Shankerville was started, the 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 um, story of Shankerville is, that we um there were um slaves that lived in the Mississippi area um who were owned um owned by a Mississippi person. Uh the lady's name was Winnie um Bush and the um I'm sorry, Brush, not Bush, Brush. <laughs> Winnie Brush and um the guy's name was Jim Shankle. And so they were um you know I, they were, you know, in love and wanted to, you know, be together, whatever. But for some reason, when it was sold to a Texan or she moved to Texas as a wedding present. We're not sure, you know, exactly how that went. But she ended up in Texas, and uh, Jim was so distraught that he um, left the farm, ran away from the farm in Mississippi and, you know, listened to, you know, found out where she was and, you know, just, you know, ran away and, you know, ran through the night, crossed the Mississippi River, crossed the Mm -hmm. Nagus River, and found her at a spring that's now in what's called Shankerville. So he hid her out for a couple of uh, weeks, and then he um, went to her master and talked to him, and the master made arrangements for Jim to stay. So we're thinking that he either bought Jim or he just didn't tell the owner where Jim was. We're not sure. But he ended up staying in the community and um, and this is around 1865. I mean, in 1865, when uh, emancipation happened, and they, he, and Winnie began to work together, and um, they also had a partner who was the um, son-in-law of who was their son-in-law, and um, together they bought land, and that was the founding of Shankerville. and um, and so. On the tour that we have during the Purple Hall Tea Festival, one of the tours is to go back into the woods and go to the spring wow. where Jim and Winnie Shankle first met.
1: So, wow.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so that's the founding story of, of Shankleville, and um, so it's named after Jimmy Winnie Shankle, and um, there they had uh, several children. Uh, she had three children by um, slave owners, um, and they were Marsh, uh, they were uh, George Washington Rollins, Mary Rollins, and Toe Perkins. And Mary Rollins was the one who married Steve McBride, and Steve McBride was the guy who ended up being the partner with Jim and Winnie, or with Jim, because you know women didn't have that much of a leeway back then, but. But anyway, so they were the official official partners, and they were the ones that you know had several businesses and bought land and so forth, and started the community. That's
1: interesting. So, um, so we so I know I commonly was under the impression that that um, blacks and, and slaves couldn't buy land.
2: And, you know and uh one of the that's one of the things that one of the people who's gonna be at the uh at the um seminar um one of the lay people or the you know people who's like a amateur um person she has been really looking into finding out you know how they got the land and theres and this happens all through Texas you know when slavery ended um a lot of the people the white people who own land if they didn't have You know the money or the means to maintain the land. They basically walked off the land, and the and the African Americans who stayed there, they may have purchased some of the land, or in some instances, they were able to just um, squat on the land, and and then eventually, Uh after so many years, and they and pay taxes, and after so many years, and they would eventually own the land. So one of the um, panelists Mm -hmm. for the that will be at the. the symposium on Friday has done some research on that. And uh, and Dr. Andrea Roberts has done research on that as well. So she, both of them can kind of speak to that as to how the, um, you know, how we, how the people ended up with land, not only in Shankerville, but in a, in a lot of these freedom colonies that are all around Texas, because the the pattern was basically the same. Even today, um, if you um, stay on land and you're not, you're never challenged for it. You stay on land, you pay the taxes, you use it as if, as, if, as if it's your own, then you can end up owning the land. So right. if you right. have a neighbor who's kind of taking part of your your yard, <laughs> and you have to really watch that because they can eventually claim they own your yard. So. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow,
0: right.
2: that's good to know. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no, go ahead. What you had? Did you have a question? I to
1: ask you. Uh, so, purple hull peas. Um, mm-hmm. how did that specific crop? How, I mean, how did that become the staple for the festival? Honestly, Is it, it
2: was just. You... Honestly, it was um uh, just something that um we would just trying to come up with something that people could identify with that sort of said East Texas. Um, mm-hmm. um, and every time I would mention Purple hull Peas, people would, you know, regardless of, you know, from most ages, you know, most ethnicities, if they were from East Texas, they would you know, talk about, oh, yeah, I remember, you know, we used to go pick the peas, and <laughs> everyone has a yeah. story about how they would sit with their grandmother and shell the peas, yeah. and everybody yeah. has a story about the purple fingers and, <laughs>
0: yeah. and you know,
2: and eating them and everything, and so that it just sort of kind of became, you know, this is sort of like the one thing or oh, a thing, I don't know if it's the one thing, but it's, it, it is a thing that just brings back good memories of East Texas and family and and uh, you know, people talking and history and food and everything that we wanted the festival to be. The Purple hole Peace sort of, you know, embodies that, and that's the reason that it ended up being Purple Heart Peace Festival. It ended up being Texas Purple Heart Peace Festival because there's a festival in Arkansas. That's the Purple okay. Heart Peace Festival, and um, and when I and I we've talked to the. Organizers of the Arkansas festival, and it was basically the same thing, you know. Apparently, and, and I'm not sure what part of Arkansas theirs is in, but apparently, you know, Purple Hill Peace brings up that same memory for people in Arkansas. So um, theirs has been going on quite a bit longer than ours, but and theirs is a little bit different than ours, but um, but you know, we're just celebrating. Purple hull peas and everything that they mean around food, family, and history.
1: Wow, yeah, I I totally agree. When I think of purple hull peas, I definitely think of my grandmother. I think of sitting on the porch. I
3: think mm-hmm. that big old
1: bag <laughs> and like with love and we kind of rolling your eyes. It's a lot of work. It's, it's definitely right. worth
0: exactly.
2: it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, like, like like last year, I bought a push a bushel of peas at the festival, and and you know I remember when we used to t- have the uh, peas, and I had um, two brothers and a sister and my mother and father, and so we would bring the peas home and you know we would shell them, you know we sit there and shell them, so we must have been shelling a lot of peas because I took yeah. that bushel home and I was like I all. Day, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> all day long and I ended up giving a lot of them away because I was like I was by myself and I was like I just cannot get this done and you know you can't just leave them sitting wow, in the bag yeah. you know they'll dry out or whatever <laughs> so
0: but
1: I had
2: peace for I had fresh peace for a long time so it was, that was good
1: <laughs> oh wow so okay um, you mentioned that um, I think it was last year I think y'all had different um, it was, was it a contest, or it was just different ways to make purple whole peas or different
0: recipes?
2: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we had we have a cooking contest. I neglected to mention that we had for uh, for the kids we do you know pea shooting, pea racing, you know that type of thing. For adults, we I, we and this year we may do pea shelling for kids as well. Um, but mm. um, last year we did pea shelling. Um, and pea cooking and this year we're we're hoping to do pea picking as well our peas weren't quite quite ready last year so we we had peas there but we have peas that we grow on site um you know that we use for the contest but uh, we also have peas that are for sale um and not necessarily the ones that are growing on site and the ones that we had have growing on site weren't quite quite ready last year so um Hopefully they will be this year and we can have our pea picking contest. But we definitely Ooh. will have the pea shelling and pea cooking.
1: So. Oh, I'm excited about
2: that.
0: Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs>
1: um, and so
2: the last that? last year the the lady who won pea shelling was from Houston and uh mm-hmm. she had never shelled peas in her life.
0: <laughs> wow. And
2: um yeah, and you know, at the at the time, I was thinking, you know, she doesn't even know the piece. she's doing it all wrong. But her competition were eighty year old ladies, so that's Uh-oh. what she was able to win. She was even though she was doing it all wrong, she was a little faster than eighty year old ladies, so that were that were going against her. That's
1: funny. Oh, um,
2: let me think. Uh, did
1: did that that thing? Oh, Mount Zion. Um, can you mm-hmm.
2: tell a little bit about about the historic church Mount Zion? Actually there are three historic churches in um in Shankerville, and but Mount Zion I um was is the one that was originally founded um by um well one of well, let's put it this way, some of the early officers so I guess you could call them founders of Mount Zion were Jim Shankle, Winnie Shankle, um, Jim, and, Jim and Winnie Had a Their daughter was named Harriet And she married a guy named um, Joseph Odom So they were among the um, founders As well as um, Joseph Odom's Father's name I mean mother's name was Lucretia Fowler And her husband's name was Gibson Fowler he, Joseph Odom was actually the son Of a um, of a, of a um, White guy And so um But his mother and her husband, Gibson, along with um, Harriet, they were the founders. So that's how that church got started. Then there's also Mount Hope Baptist Church, um, which is, you know, down the road a little bit. Um, And it was founded by mainly, I think, the Lewis's Simon Lewis, uh, was one of the uh, early, because of that church. And then there's the Church of God. And that church um has a Shanko descendant who is still the pastor of that church and his name is uh Reverend um Thomas Riggins. I think he's been the pastor of that church for like 40 years. And um so there are three churches and they're all founded in the uh late 1800s. So Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing.
1: So how mm-hmm. do they um so are these like, are these historic? Are these um like um designated or are these just you know, preserved
2: people respected
1: you know, as historic sites. Are these actually officially well, documented
2: historic sites? Uh, the, the the reason that um the, the reason that I say they they are historic is because their congregations are very old. You know, they were each founded a long time ago, but honestly um the um, buildings of every each one of those churches has been altered. So much hmm. that they um, cannot, they will not qualify to be on oh. any, you know, state or national. Um,
1: wow. They,
2: they will not qualify for state or national can recognition.
1: They,
2: can they, can they designate the land or no? No, for state or national recognition, it has to be the building. You can, you can, oh. you can get state recognition for the a congregation. But it's a lot easier to get recognition if you have a building. And the buildings have just been altered so much that, you know, they're just not, they just wouldn't qualify. And, you know, and and I understand that. that
1: uh, yeah, I'm sorry? Years old, so I you're going to renovate
2: it. Yeah, and, and I know that people, you know, think, oh, you know, we really want to modernize and we want to, um, you know, Put some vinyl siding on, and once you're vinyl siding <laughs> is big no no for yeah. preservation. Um, and we want to, um, you know, let's you know change the windows out. That's another big no no. Mount yeah. still has a, has a tin roof, and I hope they don't oh. change that out. But um, but you know, but but you know they've added a front to it, and just you know it's just been altered so much. All all three of Mm -hmm. them um, have been altered so much that uh, none of them will qualify for any type of state or federal recognition as as buildings. You know, I have a a question um,
1: Mm -hmm. because because on Sunday we're going to Freeman Town, which is in Houston, and it's also Mm -hmm. um, you know Freeman Freeman Town. I believe they say it's Mm -hmm. the largest. uh, it, It was the largest settlement in the United States. But um, mm-hmm. but so my question is, how do you how how do we preserve the history while, um, while modernizing? Like how do because we don't you know we want to we don't want to like the ten, uh, how, how do I ask the question? I guess I'm saying of course you want to progress and you want the people to do better and you want you know, you,
0: you, you mm-hmm. want
1: you want progress. But how do you have mm-hmm. progress and maintain the legacy? How do you do both?
2: So oh, there are people who actually um, specialize in this. So you know, if you if you have a lot of money, then you can hire an a architect who's a preservation architect who can guide you through the whole process of how you're going to, how to preserve a, a site. Um, if you don't have a lot of money, your first step would be to go to your local county historical commission and talk to them about it, and and hopefully they will partner with you to, um, you know, to you know, guide you through that process. Um, the, okay. Like, for instance, the preservation prog- project that we're doing in Shankerville at the Oldham Homestead. What we did was we, um, because it had not the the home the home nor the uh, the contributing buildings that I mentioned before, the chicken coop, the the barn, the storage shed, and the smokehouse had not been altered. Uh, there had been several other buildings on that area. On the homestead, but they've been torn down, but the the ones that were left you know the alter the the alterations had not been had not, nothing had been done to the outbuilders in the house while it had been altered it hadn't been altered significantly that it couldn't be undone so we we um got a grant and um went to a preservation architect and the architect put a, a plan together of this is how you, this is what you need to do to get it back to the certain point. And what you what you do is you look at what year do you want to try to get back to. And so using photo, old photographs or people who were around during that time or whatever, then you try to get back to that point. So we're trying to get back to 1945 for the, the restoration that we're doing. And, um, So um, the architect is, you know, not only are we working with the plan that the architect put together, but they're also, you know, kind of offering advice as we move along through the project in order to make sure that we, um, you know, modernize but don't um, take away from the integrity of the building. So you can do things like, um, I mean, if you go in any historic building that has a lot of money, So I'm talking county courthouses. There are a lot of county courthouses in Texas that have been restored because um, the state legislature has a fund that funds uh, the restoration Mm -hmm. of county courthouses. And Texas has some of the nicest historic county courthouses in the country. So if you go to a county courthouse, let's say you go to the one in Newton, which was restored several years ago. Um, There's elevators in there. It's air-conditioned but it still has a look like it would have had. And I think they went back to 1930 or 19. I think they went to 1930 was when they, the the year that they went to. 1930 when there were no elevators, when there was no, no um,
0: right.
2: air conditioning. But so there are ways to modernize while keeping it at the same look. So you go in there, huh? the floors are concrete like it would have been in 1930s. The um the, the stairways, you know, have the wood like they would have the the doors or the uh, wood like it would have been, you know. But you can um you know put an elevator in, put some um put electricity in. Let's say that they were using gas lights, whatever you can. But you, but you can find the right paint. The, you can find the right types of fixtures. You can find the right you know uh, light fixtures. And, you know, working with someone who knows what they're doing, then they can help you, um, you know, maintain the the integrity or, as as, as they say, as Preservation say, the integrity or the look of the building right. while at the same time modernizing it. Wow. See, learn so something instance,
1: new. If, yeah.
2: So, for instance, if you wanted to, um, if you had an old church, well instead of replacing rotten um um siding with um with vinyl you put you go get wood and it can be more expensive to maintain it but you know yeah. you get wood instead of vinyl siding um instead of you know taking the the um windows and making them small in order to because I know the reason that a lot of the, these older churches put in these small windows is the is because of the heat. Where well, you can right. put in, you know, a window that's the same size and it has the same look, but maybe the glass is is um, you know, right. uh, The glass is uh, the type of glass that will reflect the heat. So those are the types of things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um. So okay. anyway.
1: No, that's 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 awesome. That's very good information um, to know, especially for, like I say, for a pre- preservation efforts and making sure mm-hmm. that our historic sites remain historic. Um, because it's like in Houston, it's kind of I don't want to say it's a losing battle, but it kind of, you know it 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 doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. <laughs> doesn't look good. Um, and so any help would definitely uh, be beneficial. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Um, let me think. As as we round it out, um, is there anything else that you want to um? Maybe you could give us, you know, if if we're interested in attending the festival, exactly where it is, what time it is, lodging, okay. um, things of that nature. Okay.
2: Okay. The festival um, symposium. If you want to, you have to register for the symposium. This is the first year we're trying that. In the past, it was sort of just kind of walk up, walk in, walk out. But because we are offering the uh, the credits for teachers, we had to make it be a little more structured this year. So, um, if you all the information that I'm talking about can be found on www.shankleville.org. and Shankerville is spelled S-H-A-N-K-L-E-V-I-L-L-E dot org, and we do have a um, a tab for festivals. You can find all the information on there, and the the festival tab also has um, a, a link to where you can register for the symposium. Um, and then the festival itself, you know, just show up at nine o'clock, or you know, or you know, we'll be, we'll be out there. I'll put it that way. We'll be out there between nine. And the Zodico Band ends at seven. So um uh-huh. you can get home before dark and uh
0: uh-huh. and
2: um be you know be plenty of food, plenty of, of um, um soft drinks, water, um, games, activities or whatever, uh that will be happening during the whole time. And um so yeah. So uh, right. oh and we, and we do have uh two um um, uh, sites that we uh, have told them if people call and they say, I wanna, I'm going to the Purple Hill Peace Festival, then they'll get a discount. So it's two login sites. It's also on the um, festival tabs You can find the contact information there. Uh, Shankerville itself is in Newton County near Burkeville, and we have a map on the site as well. So from... Um, from Beaumont, it's about an hour, 15-minute drive. From Houston, it's like two hours, two hours, 30 minutes. From Dallas, it's about three hours, 30 minutes. And um, let me see, from Louisiana, it's about an hour. So
0: mm-hmm. so um,
2: I think the people from Dallas have the longest trek, but it's still worth it.
1: Definitely, y'all hit I ten and just drive east. <laughs> hit I ten right. and drive east. Yeah. <laughs> mhm. Okay, well, sister, thank you so much for being on the show, Miss Larita. Um, okay. I I look forward to meeting you in person. You are a wealth of information, and if you don't mind, could you tell us just a little bit of your credentials? Because I was impressed when you um kind of told me a little bit of of some of the things that you're involved with.
2: Okay, I'm the um I am a descendant of Shankerville. I guess that's the most important one. I'm a
0: um
2: Jim <laughs> and when Jim and Winnie were my great 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 grandparents, uh, mm-hmm. through my mother. And um the uh, I am a former commissioner with the Texas Historical Commission. And currently, I'm the chair of the Friends of the Texas Historical Commission, which uh, raises funds for the Texas Historical Commission projects. So, um, was that all right? And uh, yeah, and I'm a founding member of the Shackleford Historical Society, and so very proud of that as well. Which we were founded That's in 1987, cool. so we've been around for. Um, No, I'm sorry, 1988, we founded in 1988, so we've been around for almost 30 years
1: Excellent, excellent, excellent Well, thank you for coming on the show,
2: and I'll see you in
1: two weeks
2: Okay, all right, looking forward to it
1: All right, have a good night
2: Okay, Good good
1: night Hey, 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 all right, all right, all right Uh, I enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I really did. I love history. I love our story. Um, and it's just fascinating to me. Y'all embrace your roots. We all come from the South one way or another, whether it's the deep, deep South, like South Africa, (laughs) or it's the South, like South United States, you know, we all come from the South one way or another. So um, embrace it, don't run from it, the whole world. I should have downloaded that song. The whole damn world is country. Oh, man, that would have been perfect. Let me see if I can find it on YouTube. (laughs) The whole damn world is country. Um, Okay, so I'm looking for a poem to read to you before I let y'all go. Guess what? Bora 42 comes out in three hours. (laughs) June thirteenth, 13, Zora officially, officially, officially is released unto the world. I've been holding on to her, and I am ready to let her go, to share her with you, wwwzora 42comcom um, You can get the book. It's $20 on the website. If you see me in person, it's $20, and I think – for the Purple whole Pea Festival, I will let her go for nineteen ninety nine. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'll probably let her go for fifteen. So, if you um if you come to the festival, just say hey, what's up, Cake Boogie, and you get that hot five dollar discount. <clears throat> All right. So this one's called DVD,
3: and
1: uh, this is. This was me me playing around. I I know some people. Um, I've heard them kind of call me the Riddler on the Lolo, um, because for whatever reason, I think it's Amiri Baraka. Um, he was very much, um, when he in in a lot of his poetry, he he asked questions of his audience, right? He wanted to make them think, and uh, I for some kind of way I picked that up. And so, quite a few of my poems, you will see that um, I ask a lot of questions um, in the form of riddles. So this is kind of the flavor that this one is in, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. Go a little something like this: DVD. He number one. D is for dog. He number two. No. D is for Dalit. He number one. Dalit. What's that? Dalit. Nah, man. D is for dollars. He number two. No, dollars means door. Its value is four. He number one. Where? In the alphabet? D is four? Nah, nah, nah. D is for dead. He number two. In Kabbalah, Jewish mysticism, sorcery. He number one. Sorcery? Nah, bro, that's the devil. He number two. Yes, that's D. D, D is the devil, D is dollars D begins with the dollar symbol If the miracle value is four The four worlds, the four doors D, he number one Okay, yeah, that's kind of dope D, dope, no, I mean, I mean D D is for dope, right? He number two, exactly D is for dimensions That's DVD So, uh yeah, Zora 42, <laughs> Poetry and Prose, we got a little bit of that. We got a little bit of the love, a little bit of the, the politics. I'm um, a little bit of, of just, you know, me and my witchy, esoteric occultism, putting it into words. Um, I want to read one more. Angels, they're real. For example, he and I, we make angles That's when I see angels. And a lot of other bliss too. That's what happens when you form favorable angles. Sort of like we was meant to cross paths. Sort of like with the help from angels. Yes, we must be. We must be stardust and soulful and saw for his X and my Y. And where we meet is in the smiles of the angels. Swing low, I arch my torso just so at a perfect angle. Yeah. So Zora Forty Two Poetry and Prose by Miss Keisha Shante. Next week, tune in. We will have. Uh, Lord, my mind just went blank. Horrible. Um, next week is our poetry week. So tune in. Lots of poetry, and um, we have a very special guest, Kimberly. There you go. Mr. Kimberly will be on the show next week. So if y'all know Kim, a lot. She will be on the show next week representing her poetry with her sexy self. And, um, yeah, we're going to get it popping. So thanks for tuning in. See you Sunday at 11 o'clock. If you are attending um, in all by getting the stage play at the Ensemble Theater, make sure you buy your tickets ASAP. You don't want it to sell out.
0: Peace, y'all.
3: That it would break me, take me off my course. Fell, picked it up, realigned with the source. Back on the horse like a diver, I'm a survivor. Victor, picture perfect, working it, till it's your circuit. Thinking, speaking, claiming, secret, ancient, ancient, cadence, Murder's of fragrance, ultraviolet. How I speak when I'm silent, through my aura, Borealis, Aurora, it's in the bloodline, liquid sunshine, the heart. Know it and I'm doing my part. Time to switch in a blink like a glitch in the link of a chain Stay off it, before I lose I'm a forfeit No bowing to the corporate, the devil's in the pulpit Applaud this, the flawless, bit gorgeous Justice for the lawless, that real rawness. Reckless, but softer than the pearl necklace. We out of balance, less corrected. Stay connected, we resurrectless. Then over on the next mission. The wound must be protected and respected. I say, no more victim, that's the mission. Deal with truth, every day. Gotta make it over, that's the only way. Go against the grain, work through the pain to get joy. Something to hold on, burn alloy. Survival of the fit, we intent, breader. Seven steps to heaven, wafers unleavened, communion with the interstellar, ginger leather, shooting dice with Christ, looking for my Cinderella, Dana Dane blow, plain Jane no, punky booster with the colorful, main brain blow, life been bananas, welfare and panic, regardless, cry freedom if you really want. It. While you planning and designing, stronger under pressure, morphing to a diamond, shining brighter than some Twinkies on a hog, grinding, creeping through and deeping like a bog. Something inside of me, guiding me, keeps reminding me to rewind and see, no following blindly, the worst is behind me, every cell of my being, responding to freedom, that's where it starts first, feeling DNA first, like a climax all through your body, such a rush type fast lane in Maserati, kept my guard up case they want to start stuff like fiddle call bluff, even if you're all tough, knock your block off, trying to get your rocks off, turn tables, cause we able to win, unshakable, we booted firm, breaking them in, breaking them in. Up. Break it up,